If you're looking for a new Bible study to start off the new year, can I recommend the Gospel-Centered Life Studies? If you go to the New Growth Press website, you'll find lots of options to choose from. You can study biblical books like Ruth or Jonah, or biblical topics like Christian living, Christian community, or Christian parenting. Each of these 8- to 12-week studies leads you into God's Word and into His grace, and they're ideal for individuals or for groups. To learn more, search for Gospel-Centered at NewGrowthPress.com. This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm your host, Champ Thornton. Whether you're listening by yourself or with the family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today, I'm so thrilled to welcome Chris Bruno. Chris serves as Assistant Professor of New Testament and Biblical Theology at Bethlehem College and Seminary in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He previously taught Bible and Theology at Cedarville University and Northland International University, and also served as pastor at Harbor Church in Honolulu, Hawaii. Wow. From Hawaii to Minneapolis. (laughs) Uh, Chris has also written several books. One of my favorites is The Whole Story of the Bible in 16 Verses. Chris and his wife, Katie, have four sons, and I'm thrilled to welcome you. Well, thanks, Champ. Uh, I'm excited to be with you. Great to have you with us today, man. So what passage do you have for us, Chris? So today I'm reflecting on Psalm 4, uh, verse 7. It says, You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. All right. So no one has chosen this verse so far on the podcast over the last year. And this is a wonderful verse. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on it. So let's start here. Why don't you put this verse into your own words? How would you paraphrase it, Chris? Yeah. I mean, I I would say the comparison here in the verse is between the joy that the Lord himself gives and the joy that uh, grain and wine in this particular context give. So what, what the psalmist is saying what David is saying is grain and wine, which are kind of the luxury items of the day, there are things that mark celebration and feasting and even God's blessing in many ways. Hmm. Uh, th- these, are, these are good and right things to, to enjoy as gifts from God. But the greatest gifts from God pale in comparison to the joy that he himself gives. Wow. Okay. This is a great verse. So how did this verse become meaningful to you? What's the story with this verse in you, Chris? Yeah, well, it's kind of a bigger story of me just returning to the Psalms afresh over the last several years. Mm. I was challenged by a friend of mine a few years back uh, that this generation of Christians is probably the most Psalms illiterate in really all of the history of God's people going back like until (laughs) since the Psalms were written. Wow, that's quite a statement. (laughs) <laughs> since then. And I, and I think there's something to it because, you know, we don't recite the Psalms. We don't read the Psalms as much as generations of the past have. Uh, Psalms are obviously still beloved, but uh, I was challenged to, to read the Psalms monthly. to try to get through the whole Psalter every month. So I, I've done that more or less consistently over the last four or five years. And as I've read through the Psalms, verses like this one have just landed on me afresh and anew, reminding me that of all the experiences in our life, which the Psalter has the whole range of life's experiences, God is at the center of those. And, and of all the joys in life, as this verse talks about, 
God is our greatest joy. So it's really part of a bigger journey that I've been on to just delve into the Psalms and see how the Psalms really show us how God is at the center of all of life and God gives us our greatest joy in life. So this is Psalm 4-7. I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. It says, You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and new wine abound. So that's a lot of joy in their heart. And David's saying here, yeah, but God has given me more joy than that. So how does that work? Let's say you're talking with your family, Chris, and maybe there's some grumpiness going on in the back seat. Let's just say hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically, yeah, hypothetically, right? And when that kind of grumpiness <laughs> is going on, and whether it's actually in the back seat or the front seat, how does God give me joy? Especially if it's not because things are going well. Maybe there isn't this abundance, you know, the grain and the wine. How does God give us that joy independently of those things? Yeah. Well, I, I think it even in, in those moments of grumpiness that, when let's be honest, our kids aren't the only ones who have those, right? Yeah, that's right. I, I have those as well. So I could even turn the question around to myself. Absolutely. And say, you know, in those moments of grumpiness or in those moments of, of delight and rejoicing, whether you're enjoying, you know, your favorite food, whatever that might be, whether it's pizza or steak or hamburgers, you know, on and on and on. Or whether uh, you're sorrowful over some circumstance that, or you're, you're just having a bad day. Hmm. Uh, th- th- these things are all reminders, or at least when we, when we reflect on those things, should remind us of the fact that in this life, joy can ebb and flow. Hmm. The, the circumstances of this life are constantly changing. But God himself is changeless. And God himself is the source of sustained joy. So while we might enjoy a cheeseburger for a moment, Mm -hmm. uh, the joy that we have in God himself never abandons us. So we can look to him as the unchanging source of joy. And and so we we can look to him and and be reminded that in him, we have not only these blessings of of grain and wine or cheeseburgers or pizza or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. but we have even greater joys in Christ himself, that, that God himself has created us to know him, to delight in him, to rejoice in him. And, and that's a joy that's not going to be taken away. Uh, a cheeseburger lasts for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds silly even saying it, but I, I think it's true. Uh, we, yeah. we can enjoy that cheeseburger in a moment, but the joy we have in God is never taken away from us. Yeah, I love that comparison. That's so helpful. And so like with a cheeseburger... Probably most of us who are above a certain age are handed a cheeseburger. We know what to do with it, right? You know, <laughs> you you bite into it. But how do we take a bite into the joy of God himself? How do we access that? Yeah, oh yeah, that's a great question. And I would go back to what I was talking about earlier with the Psalms themselves. Hmm. So how do we access joy in God? Well, we look to him. We, we look to him, his character that we see all throughout the Psalms, his faithfulness and his faithfulness to his people, that God works for the sake of his people. And we we see him for who he is. We see uh, his faithfulness to his covenant promises to us. And we can feast on his word the same way that we feast on that cheeseburger. And Mm -hmm. it, it will give us joy and delight in satisfaction as we rest in him 
So the, the, the kind of joy uh, we get from God himself is it, not just uh, kind of you know, quantitatively different than a cheeseburger. To say it, it, It's not just that it, it, a cheeseburger lasts for a couple of minutes and God lasts forever, but it's also the quality of our joy is totally hmm. different. It's on a different key. So it satisfies our soul, the longings of our soul. We are created to, to know him, to long to be in fellowship with him, to delight in him. We see God as our true joy, as we see him all throughout the scriptures, as we read the Psalms and see who he is and what he does for us, as uh, as we as our souls are satisfied in feasting on him the way that we feast on the cheeseburger, just to stick to that analogy, <laughs> our hearts are full as we ponder who he is and what he has done for us and the joy that that gives us. Well, my heart is full as you've pointed us to this passage and to the Lord. So Chris, thank you for doing that. And thank you for being on the podcast today. Would you take a moment and close our time by praying this verse for us? Yes, I will. Father, we praise you that you uh, have created a world full of joy. Your rain falls on both the just and the unjust. Grain and wine and cheeseburgers and all kinds of delights uh, are given to all kinds of people. And uh, these things give us joy for a moment, but our greater joy comes through you, God. So I pray for everyone who's listening to this, that you would put more joy in their heart through their hope in you found in Jesus than they find in anything else. Whatever gives them greatest joy in this life, I pray that they would see, that I would see, that you are a greater, a fuller, a longer lasting joy. So we praise you, God, that we can be satisfied in you. We pray it through Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by New Growth Press, which aims to bring gospel-centered resources to every church and home. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.